Vicki Adkins, and it's been a while since I've been on here. Um, a lot of stuff going on, but I also don't want to just make videos for the sake of making videos. I'm hoping that everything I do is something that really honors and glorifies God. So I want to thank you for joining me. Um, tonight I'm going to talk to you about something that I struggled with for many years, and it's called uh, panic attacks or anxiety attacks. And I want to share with you how the Lord helped me with that and brought me through and out of that. Um, it's really interesting. I started to make this video earlier this afternoon, and after my first attempt, which didn't go well, <laughs> uh, I got off the computer, walked around because my back started hurting quite a bit, and I knew I was being slammed by the enemy. So I'm sure this isn't something he wants me to talk about, which is all the more reason for me to do it. Uh, it just is more confirmation that God's called me to this particular uh, this particular video right now. Before I start, I'd like to start with a prayer, and I hope that you'll join me. And, and by the way, if there's somebody you know who struggles with panic or anxiety attacks, I hope you'll share this video with them. Or if you do, then um, I hope it's going to bless you. That's the whole goal, is to help us get stronger in the body of Christ, help us um, recognize what's God and what's not. So let's let's just start with prayer. Father, I thank you again so much for this time and for everybody that's going to be watching this video. I ask you, Lord, in the name of our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, to bless the words. I ask you, Father, for your will in this whole thing and that you would take this video as far as you want it to go, Lord, that the enemy would not be able to hinder it, but that it would be um, be out there for all the people that have need in this area right now in their lives. And I thank you so much, Lord God, because you're so good to us all of the time. And your word says that you are good and your mercy endures forever. I love that about you, Lord. I need you to be uh, merciful forever. <laughs> thank you for being who you are because you are holy, far above and beyond anything we understand. You are the creator of all things and you deserve to be worshipped. You deserve to be honored and adored. You deserve to be obeyed. We love you, Lord, and we thank you and praise you for all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Okay, I'm going to put my glasses on. I know that it puts some light on the, the lenses and makes it a little bit harder to see, but I want to read some scripture to you that is really uh, very, very pertinent to the topic at hand in this video. Let me just say, there's scripture, first of all, that talks about how the enemy only comes to rob, kill, and destroy. And, you know, I was thinking about that a little bit ago, how if he can't steal it from you, if Satan can't steal your hope, your joy, your assignment, whatever it is he's trying to steal, then he'll try to kill it. And if he can't kill it, then he'll try to tear it up, to destroy it. So God wants us to be aware that we don't have to put up with that and, that, and how to deal with that when the enemy does come. So um, that's why the topic tonight is about is about the whole devastating thing that people go through called panic attacks or anxiety attacks. God's equipping us. Anyway, I'm going to read out of the 91st Psalm. And actually, um, this is out of the King James Version, and I'd actually like to, um, I'd like to read all of it. Because one of the things that 
I struggled with panic attacks for many years. I remember it was back in the 90s, I believe, that I first started having them, and I did not know what was going on, and it was terrifying. I didn't understand what was happening. And I remember, I think I've talked about this in another video, I remember I used to, um, I just would start rebuking everything I could think of to rebuke and, and repenting and asking God to forgive me wherever I needed forgiveness. I mean, it was just a really is very hard thing. I would shake uncontrollably and just be terrified and there was and for no reason that I that was apparent I would just be in panic want to run uh, couldn't run feel I'd feel nauseous it was just a mess and I know that if uh, I'm not the only one that experiences panic or has experienced panic panic attacks in that way but um, <clears throat> it took a long time it took years actually of getting to the place because I getting to the place where I was free and it and it was literally a thing of learning how to go to the Lord and because I would immediately run to him every single time I would run to him and say help me please help me I don't know what's going on and I remember asking him at different times please come and be with me and I I think I've shared this in another video this experience uh, of having gone into the bathroom it was one of the first times that this ever happened to me that I ever had that kind of a thing happen to me I went into the bathroom and sat on the floor and just started praying and asked the Lord to please come and be with me and literally to be with me literally and truly Yeshua Jesus came and uh, I was sitting on the floor against one wall and he was sitting on the floor next to me uh, kind of perpendicular to me facing a you know like a cry because he was sitting by the bathtub and I was sitting by the wall <clears throat> excuse me and uh, he just sat there and he listened to me for a long time uh, it was really quite an experience once I got past the fear I, I'll just share a little bit of it with you once I got past the fear I, I I was praying for everybody I started out praying for me obviously and then for my family and then for the body of Christ the church and then for people all over the world and uh, and that experience went on, and the Lord just did some amazing, amazing things in that time. But, um, but that's in another video, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go into all that right now. But I do want to say that it took a long time. It took me years to get to the place where I would, when the enemy would come at me with a panic attack, um, it took years to get to the place where I would not be afraid. And instead, I would just go sit and talk to the Lord and say, well, Lord, I know that I'm okay. I know that you're taking care of me, and and uh, I thank you for being who you are. And I would just begin to praise him and worship him. And I know that um, that may sound like it was, a, it was an easy thing, but it really wasn't. It was a battle, and we are in a battle. So... Scripture talks about that, how we're not warring with flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers of wickedness in high places. So it took me a long time to get to the place where I could just rest in knowing that even though this thing was coming against me, God was always with me. My Father, my Creator, was always with me. Um, His Spirit was always with me, and that I didn't need to be afraid, but that I could trust Him. 
there is the reason I want to read the 91st Psalm is because there were a number of times the Lord would send me to the 91st Psalm and I didn't get it. This is what's so amazing to me is how God can tell us something, but I mean, he can give us some information, but sometimes it takes, maybe it's me, but sometimes it takes us a long time to really understand what he's telling us. And <laughs> that was the case with this. Um, so anyway, there's a, uh, I'm going to read the psalm to you, and like I said, I'm reading out of the King James, but uh, I, I will paraphrase just a little bit because I don't do the, I don't do the old English thing, and I actually personalized this. The Lord had me personalize this. I know a lot of people have done that and, and changed it from, uh, and, and taken it into first person. Okay, and so I'm going to use I instead of he. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Surely He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He will cover me with His feathers, and under His wings I shall trust. His truth shall be my shield and buckler. I will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand will fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes will I see and behold the reward of the wicked, because I have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, my habitation. There shall no evil befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling, for he will give his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. They'll bear me up in their hands, lest I dash my foot against a stone. I will tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon I will trample under feet. And I love this because and this is the Lord's promise. He says, because you've set your love on me, or I've set my love on him, he says, therefore I will deliver you. I will set you on high because you've known my name. The Lord says, I will call upon him and he will answer me. He will be with me in trouble. He will deliver me and honor me. With long life he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. For years, the Lord gave me, he would say, go read the 91st Psalm. And I would go read it, and it just didn't go in and didn't go in. And then one day, as I sat with my Bible, I realized that all around my Bible, all around that uh, chapter, I had written all of these different experiences the Lord had given me over the years, over the span of decades, that uh, beautiful visions or dreams or words that have come that had come from other people that God had given them about me and and it just and one day one day the Lord opened my eyes and said this psalm is you this is for you because you do dwell in the secret place of the most high you do abide under the shadow of the almighty so because of that Vicki all of these promises are for you and I was astounded you know, it's it's not easy 
to get to the place where we really recognize that we're not fighting with flesh and blood, that we are not fighting with other people. People are just, you know, we are, in the 103rd Psalm, it talks about how the Lord knows our frame. He remembers that we're dust. Well, we are. Excuse me. We don't, we can't look at each other and expect each other to have all the answers. We can't expect each other to get it right all of the time. We can't expect each other not to have problems or issues. We can't hold anybody up and say, oh, I'm going to put you on a pedestal because you've got it all figured out. Because the only one that's got it all figured out is our creator. I mean, we may be growing. Hopefully we're growing, but we still go through things. So so when we, when we talk about this whole thing about uh, panic attacks and anxiety attacks, and whatever the phrase is you want to use, use and people go people spend so much money going to see psychologists or psychiatrists or to uh, people are numbing themselves with pain with um, anti-anxiety medication and all that okay so if the enemy can't steal our hope our confidence our trust our faith if he can't steal our assignment if he can't steal our health he will try to kill it he will try to kill us but God decides when we get to die if we will leave that in the Lord's hands and stop worrying about whether or not the enemy is going to kill us. Or he will try to destroy our health, our hope, our, he'll pick away at it. Now, one of the things about this whole issue is that I remember years ago going to, uh, it goes back around 2000, doing a uh, youth camp. I was uh, preaching as a guest preacher at this youth camp and I for the very first time during that one of those preaching sessions I told I had never divulged this to anyone before I told that group of teenagers that I had struggled with exactly this thing about panicking but even more so I had struggled for years with uh, the thought that I was going to die just at any moment anything just you know I would just drop dead I could be by myself and and this was a constant hammering that the enemy was doing in my in my head and I didn't recognize it as that I was so I was drowning in it so deeply that I couldn't I couldn't get past it I wasn't trusting God with my life I was more concerned about saving my life and how I was going to live and that and the fact that I wasn't ready to die the enemy used to say stuff to me like well you have this awful disease and nobody knows and you're just going to be dead and you know it can anytime you're just it's going to happen well God didn't say that we were going to be here on this planet forever we know that there's going to come a time it says in scripture there's it's appointed once for man to die we know that's coming someday but when it's constantly in front of your face and when it's coming from the enemy and it's not even truth, um, then it's like a blackness that settles over you and you just feel like you can't breathe. So I remember sharing this whole thing that I had gone through with one of the teen, with the, uh, with the teenagers when I was preaching that afternoon and afterwards one of them came to me and said I have the same thing that I always feel like I'm dying and I don't know why I just feel like I'm dying and it scares me so when we 
when we talk about things like anxiety attacks and panic attacks, we talk about how the enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy, and the Lord says, I want you to believe me. I want you to stop listening to the enemy. You don't have to worry about that. Your life is in my hands when you belong to me. But until we get to the realization that it's the enemy that's come to rob, kill, and destroy when we're having thoughts like that or when fear comes on us, like that scripture talks about how I will not be in in, uh, the 91st Psalm, how it says, I will not be afraid of the terror by night or, or the arrows that fly by day. When, when we're reading things like that and, and when we finally understand the Lord saying, you don't have to be afraid of anything the enemy wants to do to you. You don't have to receive it. You do not have to. And don't sit and dwell on it because it just feeds on itself and you just get more and more and more in despair or hopelessness so that's part of the enemy coming to rob kill and destroy so uh, oh yeah okay and so the lord thank you lord was just reminding me of uh, a dream that i'd had a few years ago and i think i might have shared this on another one of my videos but he was reminding me of a dream where i was standing at the top of the staircase and walking down the steps and on the other side of that wall uh, when I got down to the next level, on the other side of that wall was a kitchen, and in the kitchen was the devil. Satan was standing in the kitchen, and he was scrawny, uh, and he was trembling because he knew that once I got all the way down those steps and around that corner, once I laid eyes on him, he knew it was, it was over, that he would be completely exposed to me, and I would no lo- he would no longer have power over me. Uh, because I would see him for what he is. Now I want to just let that sink in for a second and uh, share with you how we at that time in life we were, my father had had left us and we were poor and we lived in a big old two-story house that we rented and my mom was trying to raise seven kids by herself and my grandparents would help out when they could but mom was working three jobs to take care of us so she wasn't able to be home very often and we really didn't have a lot of food. We seldom had uh, a bunch. I mean, we, we could get by, but we really, we were pretty poor. So the reason I'm telling you that is because the symbolism in the dream is really relevant to my life because we didn't have food. There wasn't food in that kitchen. It was very normal for there not to be food in that kitchen. So the enemy in the dream was standing in the kitchen and And that's just a a powerful way that the Lord was saying to me to remember that Satan doesn't have anything to feed us, Um, anything of any value. There's no nutrition. He doesn't have anything. So when we get to where we sit and, and just think about or dwell on the things that he's telling us that are negative, oh, you'll never, like, For example, you'll never overcome this. You're never going to get past this. You're not strong enough. You can't do this. This is always going to be a problem you're going to have. We have to remember that he's a liar. He's not feeding us real food. We have to remember that uh, God is is the one who says that he'll supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. He knows how to feed us. He knows how to take care of us. He knows how to help us get past things in our lives that we just don't see how we can possibly conquer doesn't matter what it is and that includes this whole thing about uh, issues of fear of dying or uh, the panic attacks or anxiety attacks that 
that we go through if that's something that you're struggling with and again I want to encourage you please share this video if if you know anybody that wrestles with this very thing because I know it's devastating because it was devastating to me for so many years one of the things that it did was I would literally become practically frozen into uh, I lost my I would lose my forward motion I couldn't keep going I, I couldn't uh, seem to accomplish anything because I would I would just be drowning in either the fear of dying or or in some kind of horrible panic attack that that just left me devastated and then of course the adrenaline would start pumping like crazy in my body and so the rest of that day or night and the next day I was I felt sick because so much adrenaline had coursed through my body during the attack so when we look at We've looked a lot at the darkness in this video and what the enemy does and how he comes oftentimes to rob, kill, and destroy through those, just through those couple of things, although there are many, many ways he does that. And we've looked at how the Lord, uh, in the dream, the Lord showed me that once I got to that place where I was able to see Satan for what he really is, which is a scared uh a scared being scared that we're going to he's going to be uncovered because once because once he's uncovered to us he doesn't have power over us because we recognize him we begin to recognize his tactics and who he is and what he's doing and that it's not just our thoughts that we're thinking but these are thoughts that are you know this is that wrestling not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities and rulers of wickedness in high places this is that thing where thoughts are coming and either we dwell on those thoughts and they begin to take their toll by either robbing, killing, or destroying what the Lord wants to do in or through us. Or we reject them, we recognize them for what they are, and we refuse to receive them. So as I said, it doesn't have to just be in those areas. It can be in in so many different ways. It can be uh, something that God's called you to do that you're just afraid to do. You don't think that you have the ability to do it. Okay, now let's look at the other side of this, which is the good side, the bright side. Let's look at the fact that God said in his word that he supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Let's look at the fact that God said that he knows our frame, he remembers our dust, He that we're dust. He looks at us and and it says in that same scripture in Psalms 103 that he's he's he pities his children God's not just sitting there on his throne in heaven saying you're gonna have to just figure this out all by yourself I'm not gonna help you let's remember that when when Jesus left he said in the 14th 15th and uh, he said in the 14th and 15th chapter of John I believe he said I have to go away now, but I'm not going to leave you without comfort. I'm going to send you another comforter who will be with you and in you. And he will teach you all things so that you don't even have to have a human being teach you anything. In other words, the Lord was saying, look, I recognize you need help. You're going to always need help. You need, you're fighting a battle, uh, and you are flesh and blood, and this battle that you're fighting, there's a spiritual battle going around you all of the time it's always going on you know I, I thought about 
naming this video because I just kept hearing this. The video is, you've been lied to your whole life. And that's true. You and I have been lied to our whole lives. And the thing is, it's not going to stop. Satan is not going to stop lying to us. He's not going to stop whispering in our ears. He's not going to stop telling us that we are not good enough, that God won't take care of us, that we can't make it. He's not going to stop telling us that we need to be afraid. It's, it's an, he's not going to tell us that it's impossible. I mean, not going to stop telling us it's impossible for us to succeed. He's not going to tell us anything that is going to encourage, strengthen, build us up, reinforce our relationship with the Lord. He's not going to do that, but Holy Spirit is. And I think one of the hardest things, because we are flesh and blood, I think one of the hardest things for us to do is get to the place where we choose to just listen to God. And and uh, one of my greatest prayers for a while now has been, Lord, please help us not be deceived. Because it talks about in... Uh, in Matthew 24, when the disciples went to Jesus and said to him, Lord, what's going to be the sign of your coming? When are we going to know when the end of all these things? When, how are we, when are we going to know, you know, when you're going to return and all that? And the Lord started out that whole discourse by saying, see to it that you are not deceived. I don't believe the Lord wants us deceived in anything. I believe he wants us to know truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But how are we going to know the truth if we don't draw close to him? And how are we going to recognize the enemy if we're not awake spiritually, if we're not pursuing Father so that we can, so that we can learn to tell the difference between God's voice and the enemy's voice? How are we going to, how are we going to, you know, one of the, okay, thank you, Lord. One of the biggest things that I hear so much, people don't believe that God still talks to people today which is amazing to me. What kind of a father would it be who says, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to give you the opportunity to be with me and my kingdom one day, and uh, I'm going to send you Holy Spirit, and uh, by the way, Jesus paid for your sins and everything, and yes, you've accepted and received him, but nobody's going to talk to you. I'm not going to talk to you. Jesus isn't going to talk to you. Holy Spirit's not going to talk to you. You're just going to have to figure this out on your own. What kind of a deal is that? Um, God, in his word, he says that he is unchangeable, unchanging, unchangeable. He is always, and it also says he's always doing a new thing. And so if he's unchangeable, and he spoke 2,000 years ago, and they did not have the King James Version or the Amplified Version or the, any of the other versions of the Bible, if he spoke then then he speaks today. If he spoke directly to people, then he speaks directly to people today. And we have to learn how to discern his voice. So there are things that we need to help us overcome things like uh, panic attacks, like uh, oh, the lies that say you cannot succeed. You're just, you're a failure. There are things that we have to have. We have to be equipped. And those things we can get from from uh, our relationship with the Lord, from studying the Word, for spending time with Him. The only way I got to the place, and maybe this is a question someone might have that watches this video, the only way I got to the place where the panic attacks when the enemy would come were no longer effective. I mean, they would still come, 
but they had no effect because I refused to let them have effect. Was beca- and that was only because of the strength that Father gave me because of the relationship that he and I have. It became a thing where, as I said earlier, when the attacks would come, I would just start praising him and thanking him for taking care of me. And, you know, one of the biggest things about that, I believe truly for a lot of us, probably all of us, I don't know, but God knows, is that it's a trust issue. When we really trust that Father loves us and that he will take care of us, whatever that looks like, and that our lives are no longer ours, but they're his, because that's what we said when we that's what we said when we gave ourselves to him, when we received him as our Lord and Savior. When we get get to the place where we just go, Okay, I belong to you. This body is yours. My life is yours. You just direct me. I'm gonna just go ahead and trust you to do that. When we get to that place, things like panic attacks and or anxiety attacks <clears throat> no longer have an effect because we realize that our father is greater is greater than any panic attack than any lie of the enemy he's greater than anything it says in his word that in him there is no shadow of turning i think that's so powerful because he's saying i am and always will be holy almighty god I'm not going to just wake up one day and forget that you exist. I'm not going to just change my mind and decide that, well, you might have tried, but I just, you know, just, I'm going to just take back that whole gift I gave you of Holy Spirit or uh, Jesus isn't going to pay for you. God is faithful to keep his word. He cannot not keep his word because were he to do that, he would cease to be God. He is the author and finisher of our faith he knows everything there is to know I love that he talks about in the 139th Psalm about how he knew us before we were even formed in our mother's wombs how before the first word was on our lips uh, before the first breath was in our lungs that he already knew every day that we would have in this life he already knew the exact time he was going to take us home so Holding on to fear or worry or dread or doubt or unbelief or any of those things that make him less than who he is, first of all, is sin. But secondly, it's just a, it's a, I guess it's like a billboard that says, I don't trust God. I don't have a close enough relationship with the Lord to trust him. And, and I'm sure that's grievous to him. But I know that, just like I said a while ago, when it talks about in the 103rd Psalm, he knows our frame. He remembers we're dust. And so he continues to work with us. I think about all of the years, all of the sin in my life, all of the things I've done, and how God has never let go, how he he just kept drawing me. And, and even today, he continues to draw me in the thing that's so precious to me is that I'm finally at a place in my life where I realize I need him all of the time and I tell him that all of the time you know you think as you 
grow in knowledge about things. You think you become, uh, well, like you go to school and you get your degree and everything, and now you have all this information, and so you know about this topic. But it's not like that with God. It's not that kind of a thing where you get to a place and you've arrived. You have all the information. You know and you understand. It's an ongoing relationship. And the more that you come to know about him, I'm sure you've probably heard this, but it's the truth. The more you come to know about him, the more you realize how little you know about him. And the more you realize how much, how desperately you need him. So my words for you, and I believe God's words for you to in this video are just spend time with him and love him. Seek him with all your heart. You know, it, it talks about that in scripture to just seek him with all of your heart, to uh, not lean on your own understanding, not depend on what you think or what somebody else thinks, or seek him for yourself. I saw a really neat, um, I don't know, I can't remember where I saw it, a uh, post today, I guess on Facebook or something, where, where it said, where somebody had written this, this beautiful, just couple of paragraphs, and, and she was talking about how she, you know, there's so many people that are chasing after all of these ministries and going from conference to conference to conference, and here's another conference, and there's another, oh, and it's going to have these speakers and those speakers. And, and as she was saying, I agree. Um, I agree with what she said to a great extent that it's okay to do that. You know, you can go to conferences and you can gain a lot of information and, and all that, but there's nothing that's ever going to beat not you're not going to be able to go to a conference that's going to be able to give you that personal intimate relationship with the Lord that helps you get to know him in such a way that your trust and confidence in him grows your relationship grows and with the growing of the relationship comes greater peace uh, this is not what she's, I'm just, this is what I'm saying because I feel like this is what the Lord's saying. The more we get to know him, the deeper the peace comes, uh, the more rest we have in our, even in our, in our minds, in our bodies, the more at rest, at peace we are. And so when those things come that try to steal your joy or try to uh, throw you off, just you know you slammed out of nowhere and it's some kind of a some kind of a totally unexpected thing that happens that that would that ordinarily would have frightened you it, those things become less effective satan becomes less big in your eyes his work becomes less it just becomes less because you begin to see father more and more clearly and and you know the interesting thing I didn't say this when I was talking about the dream about going down the steps but like I, I was like I'd said the kitchen there was hardly food in it usually so it was very appropriate that the Lord in the dream had positioned Satan in the kitchen because <laughs> no food there but um, the thing about coming down the steps the father explained to me was he wanted me to look back and see where all of this where it had started you know he wanted me to understand that I had grown, which was kind of like representative of being on the second floor. It was like a growing. It was a two-story house. It was like a, I had grown. I had matured to a point. 
but then I had to go back down. I had to go back and look at where all of the fear, all the anxiety, all of the lie, all of that stuff where it started. And so that was like a, a trip back in time for me in a way to, to go back clear really to my childhood and see that uh, fear had, had dominated my life for most of my life. And, but that as I would retrace that and go back and see what had happened, I would understand that at the beginning of it all was a devil who hated me and a devil who is afraid for me to find out that he is who he is, that he, he's afraid to be completely exposed to me because once we see what's real, our whole attitude about how things are able to affect us changes because our confidence in God just explodes into the whole universe and we see Satan for what he is. So my encouragement to you is take the time to spend the time with the Lord and if you're struggling with panic attacks when those things happen just go get in front of God. Don't, you know, don't go pull the covers over your head. Don't go, you know, don't freak out. Just don't let yourself freak out. And even if your body, and, and seriously, this is what happened to me many times, my body would just continue to shake. It would just be literally shaking. But I was very peaceful in my words and saying, Father, I trust you. I trust you. I know you know what you're doing. I trust you. Thank you for being who you are. And I would continue to praise and continue to praise the one who created me, not the one who was attacking me. He wasn't going to get the glory for what he was doing. God was going to get all the glory and honor for what he was going to do in my life, even though I was going through those things that I, that I, had, that I went through. Before I end the video, I, I know I want to I want to have another prayer, but I want to also talk to people that are struggling with uh, feelings of inadequacy. You know, beloved, we are inadequate. We just in our flesh, we really are. We're in our flesh without without God helping us. We are inadequate. We may learn how to do stuff, and we may get pretty good at it, but for us to be completely all that we've been called to be, been created, designed from the very beginning to be. We need a relationship with Father. We need to give our lives to the Lord and let him have our lives and do what he wants to do with our lives. He's so much better at it anyway. And, uh, and I know there are a lot of people that don't want to do that because they're afraid of what they're going to lose, what they're going to have to give up. But of all of the years, I spent the th first 35 years of my life, once in a while I'd be in relationship with the Lord, but for the most part, I spent them in rebellion doing whatever I wanted to do. And now I'm 66 years old. And so for the last 31 years, since I, I've almost lived half of my life without the Lord and half of my life with the Lord. And I will say that even though I've gone through a lot of hard things, in the last 31 years and haven't gotten it all right yet. I still have a lot of things I'm working on in my own life with the Father. But uh, I will say, I would never 
ever, ever go back to where I was. I have, I have a relationship that is more precious to me than my very life because I belong to the one who created me. And I know his love for me is deep and profound. And he's showing me more and more and more about him. The enemy's lied to me so much about who I am and who I'm not. He's come so many times to steal from me. And when he couldn't steal it, he tried to kill it. And when he couldn't kill it, he tried to destroy it. My relationship with Father, the call that Father has in my life, Satan's come against all of it. And I see more and more clearly all of the time how he's done that and, and what he's doing. But I still continue to pray, Father, help me not be deceived. Help me see you clearly. Help me hear you clearly because I don't want to be, I don't want to miss anything that my Lord, my God has for me. And um, so, so just be encouraged to know that there is one who loves you and loves me more than we have any idea and one who has a plan for you and if the enemy's telling you that you're not good enough you're not smart enough you're not pretty enough you're not any of this that or the other enough or that you're too much of this that and the other then just go lay your life down before the Lord and say what do you think what do you want from me what do you want to do with me or in me? Have your way, God. And beloved, if you will really get out of his way and let him do that, you're gonna have a you're gonna have an incredible adventure with him that you never knew was possible. So I'll stop here and, and uh, I'm gonna have a prayer with you and encourage you once again to share the video. I'm sure that I've probably repeated some things that I've shared on other videos. That's okay. Sometimes we have to hear things more than once. I know I certainly do. Uh, before it goes in, just like I was talking about the 91st Psalm, the Lord pointed to pointed me to it for so many years before I finally realized he was saying, settle down. You're living this, and I'm with you. So, Father, we thank you for this time. I thank you for everybody that's going to watch the video. and. Father, I pray for you to have your way in me and in this video and, and use it however you want to for your glory, Lord. I pray for all of the people that are struggling with panic attacks or uh, all, of the, all of the lies, everything the enemy is doing. I pray for the people, Father. I pray for people all over this world that you would have your way, that we would all want to know you. So, Father, it, you said in your word, nobody comes to you unless Holy Spirit draws them. Holy Spirit, I, I hope that Father's sending you to draw many, many people. Lord, you said you're not willing for anybody to be lost. So that's my prayer, that nobody would be lost, that people would turn to you because you have touched them and they want to know who you are. For all of the ones who will lose their lives today and tomorrow and this week, and this month and this year because they have made you their Lord and King. We pray for strength and courage for all of the ones who've given their lives to you verbally but are struggling to walk that out. 
We pray for each one to have strength and courage as well. And Father, I cannot not pray this. I have to pray this for all of the babies that are being, that are in danger of being aborted, or all of the children that have been stolen, or all of the people that have been sold into bondage. Father, I pray, set them free. And I thank you and praise you for all of these things. I thank you for this person that's watching this video. I pray for whatever it is you have for them, for them to hunger and thirst for righteousness, for them to want to come to know you more intimately than they ever have. And I thank you and praise you, Father. I pray for their protection for their lives, for your kingdom and your will to come to this earth just like it is where you're ready. Thank you, Lord, for all of these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. I want to thank you so much for watching the video, for hanging in there with me. I never know exactly what I'm going to talk about. And you know what's interesting is that every time I do a video, I might have just a piece, or I might not even have a piece at all of, of what I'm going to talk about when I sit down. But in those times when I don't know what I'm going to talk about, the Lord always tells me, because I, sometimes I'll resist, sometimes I'm not obedient, and he'll say, just go turn on the microphone and get in front of the computer, and I'll give you the words. So uh, for all the times I haven't obeyed him, I apologize to him, and, and I hope that this has been a blessing to you. I'm going to try to get on here and do do what I've been called to do more often than I have been. It's been several months since I made a video, but a lot's been going on. And But I appreciate that you've taken the time. If you want, I hope you'll subscribe. And if you want notifications, I know there's a bell on here somewhere that you can click on and you'll get notifications when I put new videos out. Thank you, beloved, so much for your time and your attention. God bless you. Bye-bye.